Welcome to All Rings Considered. We are looking at Book 5, Chapter 3, The Muster of Rohan. This is Episode 46. Uh, let's uh, let's talk this out. This is a short chapter. I want to knock it out. I don't know how much to say. The summary is that the Rohirrim have gathered together at Dunharrow under Theoden, and they are going to ride to Gondor because they receive a message from someone from Gondor that says they need their help and their aid, and they were already planning to ride there anyway, so perfect timing. Uh, Theoden does tell Mary that he needs to stay behind. Mary had planned to ride to battle, and so Mary's very upset about that. At the very end, however, he is uh, met by a mysterious soldier named Dernhelm, who says he will take Mary with him, and he will sort of hide him under his cloak so he can ride to battle. And that's it. Short chapter, short and sweet. Um, yeah. Not too much going on here thematically, I don't think. Uh, I only have a couple notes. Yeah, I had, I mean... The only thing I had under themes, I guess it's not really a theme, it's a function. The function of this chapter yeah. seems just to be to set up stakes. And yep. like in one way that's, that happens, um, there's uh, a lot of talk of, of doom. Um, yep. Theoden says that uh, he will never lean on his staff again. And there is discussion of fate, uh, especially with regards to the path of the dead. And it sets up just this tone, right? Like a is a grim. I'll say more about this later, but it is a is a grim chapter. Okay, yeah. I, well, I think it's kind of hype. I don't know. I feel like kind of hyped with this chapter, right? It's before Minas Tirith or the walls of Minas Tirith that our doom will be decided. And I think it's kind of. I don't know. I get a little hyped up to let's go to let's go. Um, I didn't really get a grim feeling from it. It's interesting. Although well, this, yeah. I, I did when they talk about Aragorn. You're right. Right. They're all depressed that Aragorn's gone through past the dead, and they're all saying well, he's probably going to die and we won't see him again. Oops. Yeah, I guess I guess what I mean is that so there's this building excitement, but it's not optimistic. So That's true. You, yeah, I yeah, agree. so yeah. you don't yeah. see you don't feel this sort of like ah uh, like well, you know, Rohan will join the battle and then, you know, Mortar won't stand a chance. There's this I mean, there's a literal right, no. cloud of darkness. And Yeah, uh, I, I should have mentioned that in the summary that the the cloud of darkness has come over the sky and this is coming from right. Mordor and we had been it was mentioned I think in chapter one of this book too that that was on its way Sauron's obscuring the sky deliberately right and it's all it's reached all the way to Rohan at this point but you're right yeah so it, it's, it is a little hype but it's also it's not hype like we're gonna win we're you know we're gonna go die according to the Rohirrim here but um but they're they're uh they're happy to do it so to speak <laughs> Uh, as always, um, I, I do. I think there's an interesting dramatic irony Tolkien's going to play with here uh, throughout this book as he shifts perspectives each chapter. Book five is distinct in that it does shift almost every single chapter uh, from who we're following, and we just saw Aragorn in chapter two make it through the paths of the dead alive, and we don't know what's going to happen after that. But he did make it through. We know that, and here all the characters are very worried and they think he's going to die and on one hand that's not particularly tense for the reader right there's just a sort of dramatic irony of the characters are afraid but we know he makes it out okay right uh however that sense of uh dramatic irony here i guess isn't necessarily going to apply or play for like aragorn we're not going to see aragorn again i guess i mean to say for a while and then he's going to come back and they do keep that event, or Tolkien rather, does keep Aragorn's return shrouded 
in mystery. So we'll see we'll see these events happen and then see and then go back in time a little bit and see characters be like, oh, what's going to happen with that? You know, we know, but we're not going to see that happen with Aragorn's final return uh, to the battle uh, mm-hmm. coming up in a few chapters here. So, but it's something to watch out for, right? The shifting perspectives and and um, what we know and what the characters don't know, and it's not just Tolkien being sloppy and deliberately robbing tension, right? Like it's, I think it's ultimately going to be in service of something, um, like for those things that we don't know, and when they come out, it's going to be it's going to hit a little harder. You know, theory. and something interesting. I hadn't thought about this, but until you said it, but the way in which we see Aragorn succeed through the paths of the dead uh it's kind of reverse of how you would normally set something up like that where you have um characters say oh wow there's this you know really hard task that no one can do that's impossible and then you see a character do it and you say oh okay well he's he's great he must be some great character right um but this is kind of it's it's backwards you see aragorn do it and then you see uh characters say Oh, that would—that's impossible. No one can do this. Don't even—don't even talk about it. Um, and I actually kind of like that. It seems less—it's less obvious, right? Like you—you are subconsciously thinking about Aragorn in a different way than him being Strider, right? Um, and some of that's explicit, but this is not. Uh, yeah. There's um, I I I don't know. On that note of Tolkien and and great people doing great deeds there is still the running theme here that shows up in this chapter in a big way that um it's it's going to be the 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 least people the lowest people and the unwanted people who are going to do great things and so we have here established that mary is unwanted Mm -hmm. to go to the battle um he's he's like a burden right none of my writers can bear you uh he's, he's too much of a burden them to take but it, it's going to be super important that he does end up going um kind of an obvious thing but you know birth mentioning again right <laughs> oh yeah for sure and we get here of course because Dernhelm shows up at the end and Dernhelm is the character we saw last chapter who was told she was not wanted to go to the battle and that's aowen so sorry for the spoilers but Dernhelm <laughs> here is aowen and it's not revealed in this chapter it's not gonna be revealed until she reveals herself on the on the battlefield uh, but if you know your language, actually, it's uh, it's obvious because, of course, Tolkien had to give Dern. He had to give this name Dernhelm. He had to do a name that has a meaning to it. Um, Dern means hidden or secret. So this writer has a, a secret. So you know, yeah. you could probably piece it together uh, <laughs> from there. Uh, who that is? Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, speaking of etymology, uh, knowing your your language here, I thought Dwimmerberg was the coolest name uh okay yeah that yeah i I thought it was really great and so i looked it up actually um and it means haunted mountain in old english um nice and okay i'm reading here from dwimor phantom or ghost and i guess it's bayorg am i saying that right for mountain uh i mean yeah well i just thought it was great you can spell it i don't know that might help me yeah b-e-o-r-g uh yeah yeah i just thought it was great it's such an evocative Dwimmerberg. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Cool name. Yeah. Um, Anything with a DW sound is always nice. Yeah. But that's all I got for this chapter. Um, I, have a, I have a few things, actually. Maybe I'll probe you okay. on a couple of things. Um, I wanted okay, to talk right. about, let's see, the... Oh, just something I noted was that uh, Theoden 
asks about the winged shadow. Um, one of his scouts mentions the winged shadow, um, but he mentions that Gandalf actually reaches them before the winged shadow, um, meaning that Gandalf in Shadowfax was faster. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to talk about the the Pukelmen. Pukelmen. Okay. Um, thought that was yeah, interesting. Like that. There's these stone uh, figures that are leading up to the road uh, uh, up to the um, side of the Domaberg, and they are these ancient, weather-worn stone men. And it says, there, No power or terror was left in them, but Mary gazed at them with wonder and a feeling of almost pity as they loomed up mournfully in the dusk. And so there is both these, and Mary sees a wall, um, an ancient wall that was cloven by the river in ages past. And so you have this mood setting of this place that is, has a really deep history. Um, yeah. Cool language there too, by the way. The Pukelmen come from Old English, Puka, which comes into modern English still as it's obsolete, but it would like Puck, which means uh, a spirit or a, a fairy or something like this. Hmm. If you know your Shakespeare, yeah, you know, you got Puck from, from A Midsummer Night's Dream. So... I, uh, not that Tolkien's borrowing it from Shakespeare, but rather they're taking it from the same source. Uh, so, kind of cool. These little fairy statues, in a way. Or spirit statues. Uh, and I think the last thing I had was... Um, oh, actually, two short things. One, the red arrow. So the uh, messenger from uh, from Gondor brings something called the red arrow, which is, a, um, which is an arrow. Uh, mm-hmm. And Theoden says, the red arrow! Said Theoden, holding it, as one who receives a summons long expected and yet dreadful when it comes. His hand trembled. The red arrow has not been seen in the mark in all my years. Has it indeed come to that? Uh, we really don't get much more description of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that's just... You don't need everything to be explained, right? It, it, we, yeah. we, get, we get what it is, right? Like it's some uh, artifact of maybe an oath or something. But I like that. Well, the image of you know an arrow painted red on the tip you know be like blood looking is you know a powerful enough and sort of clear enough image i don't think it needs you know Tolkien trusts that he doesn't need to explain that i like it yeah yeah um and then okay for real the last thing i had um uh my note says (laughs) in midias mountains is what i said uh uh mary as they're arriving it says of mary uh he loved mountains or at least or mm-hmm. he loved mountains, or he had loved the thought of them marching on the edge of stories brought from far away. But now he was borne down by the insupportable weight of Middle Earth. He longed to shut out the immensity in a quiet room by a fire. And, you know, maybe like, maybe a little obviously, uh, Mary is entering into war and he's he, he's entering into something that there is, you know, grand stories about. Um, but now he's really a part of it. And there is uh, insupportable weight um yeah right coincidentally that was actually my favorite line that i had oh, yeah. the underlined is yeah uh at least yeah um well ending at the insupportable weight of middle earth i really like that so where it says uh he was borne down by the insupportable weight of middle earth ending there I really like that um uh, way of thinking about mountains and stuff and yeah oh, I, had a, I had a question for you um so uh Eowyn mentions to Mary that uh, Aragorn made her promise to uh, build uh, armor 
for or to outfit Mary with armor for battle. Um, mm-hmm. Is that true? I don't remember. I, it. I, I don't like remember it explicitly. Yeah, that's a yeah. question. Um, and I, I'm wondering if it's a lie, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I could totally see that be like, well, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's because anyone's sitting here saying that, oh, I think you'll need it. Hint, hint. Even though Mary's thinking I don't need it because I'm not allowed to go, right? So maybe she's already has designs to take him, right? Um, and this is her way of sort of obscuring, like getting him prepared while obscuring that she knows and that it is a secret because she keeps her identity hidden from Mary too. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it is a bit of a lie. That's how I'm taking it at least. Someone correct us if we're wrong, if we miss something that rented out order this, but I... well, okay. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, do well, you what's have your favorite line? My favorite line. Um, I really liked, I'm not going to read it all, but I really mm-hmm. liked the, uh, the song. Of the Rohirrim. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it something it's really great. Uh if you're listening to this, just go just go read it. Um read it out loud, actually. But uh, that uh that song does seem to have um what Tolkien does with the Rohirrim poetry in general, where he uses alliterative meter, mm-hmm. uh, which is borrowed from that's how Anglo Saxon old English poetry went with alliterative meter, and of course the Rohan Rohirrim, you know, their language is like old English equivalent and so then their poetry is done in the old english style so uh you can hear that like listen to that first line from dark dun harrow in the dim morning so you hear the d sound repeating like that throughout the line yeah that's uh alliterative yeah later. fear behind uh, them fate before him yeah uh, but yeah so go read that but my favorite my favorite line is actually the last line so the writers are are march or writing um and it says but their fires were quenched all the lands were gray and still, and ever the shadow deepened before them, and hope waned in every heart. Yeah, I think that's great. I think it's a great way to to make the situation seem desperate, so that mm. so that so that when you get to the, I mean, so this is setting up, you know, uh, some of the best chapters, right? <laughs> um, like the uh, let's see, the uh, the ride of Rohirrim. Yeah, that doesn't you wouldn't feel as great if it wasn't desperate, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel this. Classic Tolkien. We are about to, you know, finishing yeah. off a chapter with something, you know, classic. Absolutely, and we are about to get to the most epic chapters in the book, and the closest thing to an epic that the book turns into mm-hmm. are in these coming chapters about the battle uh, before Minas Tirith. So, look forward to that. It's exciting. Um, next week we have chapter four, the siege of Gondor, and uh, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. You good, Pip? I'm good. All right. Join us then. We'll see you all next week.